Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast, where we talk about what's new and what's next in the world of e-commerce. And today we are diving into a topic that everybody needs to be familiar with, something you should be leveraging. We're going to be talking about content marketing, but specifically uh, using live video, recorded video, podcasting. And we're talking to a guy that's just a master of, of all of this. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by Zipify Pages, taking the pain out of building powerful, high converting e-commerce landing pages. If you're on Shopify, you have to check out Zipify Pages and also one-click upsells built by my friend and e-commerce entrepreneur Ezra Firestone. Check it out at Zipify.com. So I'm really excited to have on the show today the CEO of Social Media Examiner, a guy that really needs no intro for most of you, but Michael Stelzner is with me today. Michael, how you doing? And, and man, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Brad, I'm doing great. It is my ultimate pleasure to be with you today. Sweet. Okay, good. And uh, you know, enjoyed kind of getting to know you. I was on your podcast a few months ago, I think it was, and we've been working together on some stuff, which has been super cool. And so it's allowed me to kind of see behind the scenes and and see this incredible organization you put together to kind of get the flavor of some of your content. And, and man, it's just, it's just good. Um, so uh, but, but before we dive into all the ins and outs and how and why and all that good stuff, um, for those that don't know you, give us your background if you don't mind. How, how'd you get into this space and how'd you go on to build, you know, one of the top social media events and one of the top social media podcasts? Uh, walk us through that that journey really quickly. Yeah, so I started Social Media Examiner in 2009. Before that, I was a writer, wrote a book called Writing White Papers. In 2009, just decided to grab this domain, socialmediaexaminer.com and start writing articles about the how-to and social, the thing took off, it exploded. A few years later, started- Great domain, by the way. That's super yeah. cool that you got that, yeah. I was seriously concerned I was going to get sued by the San Francisco Examiner, so I went out and trademarked it. <laughs> nice. And um, fortunately, I, every, it turns out there was a lot of examiners out there. And then a few years later, started Social Media Marketing World, which some people are probably familiar with. And and today, it's, uh, it's grown into this pretty crazy thing where- um, we have millions of people that are consuming all this great content that we put out. And it's uh, really how to social media, literally how to fill in the blank, anything with social media. That's what we specialize in. It's so cool. And we're not really going to dig into live events a whole lot today, but just want to give you kudos because we've done some smaller local events. I used to, to speak at a local event regularly and we kind of coordinated a few events. And, and now... I just much prefer to speak at other people's events because it's so much so much easier. But you've had some awesome names on your stage from, you know, Gary Vee to Guy Kawasaki, uh, you know, lots and lots of others. So why do the event? Because <laughs> yes, yes, this year, this this year, 2018, Social Media Marketing World, I will be in San Diego with Michael Stelzner and I'm pumped. Um, but why do a live event? Because, man, that's like just a, a Herculean task. Uh, why'd you guys decide to do that? Well, it's a good question. Um, I think that you've experienced this with the events that you've done and been to. It's one thing to develop a community online that is following you on social or even a loyal customer base that loves your products and services, but it's something different when they all come together for a purpose to, in, a, in a place and at a time. And um, I had been to lots of other conferences for years and I just like noticed this 
amazing connectivity that happens when you take those online relationships and you bring them offline. And I just said to myself, I want some of that. And I think anyone that's listening right now ought to consider starting their own local event, maybe in the place where they live or where they're headquartered and just see whether or not something special happens. Because when you can take those customers who kind of know you and get them to really know you, the no like and trust factor just goes through the roof. And then all of a sudden you develop ultra crazy evangelists that will sing from the highest hilltops your praises, which is exactly what we've experienced. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. And and so I think it's only appropriate. We're on a podcast right now. Uh, we'll go meta and talk podcast for just a second, but uh, tell everybody about the the podcast and, and why did you decide to do that? And that, that thing has just exploded, I guess, not necessarily recently. It's been big for a long time, but uh, talk about the podcast just really quickly. Yeah. So um, funny story uh, started the podcast is called Social Media Marketing about five plus years ago and originally started it as like a marketing vehicle to promote my conference, which has a very similar name, Social Media Marketing World. And the original goal in the beginning was to interview the experts that were going to be speaking at the conference Nice. and, and have it be like a marketing vehicle to help drive people to the conference. But then the podcast just started taking off and Everybody was like, wow, we love listening to these interviews, just like people listening to interviews on your show. And it kind of became a really important piece of content for us as a company. And, um, you know, it, it, some of the benefits to starting a podcast are it helps you really speed the relationship development process with really smart people. Um, turns out some of the brightest people in the world, you know, every once in a while have a product or a book that they want to promote. You know? Exactly. That's when you can get them on your show. That's how yeah. I've got Seth Godin on my show like three times, you know, and and these people that appear to be completely untouchable become available to you. And then all of a sudden those those people, some of them develop into friendships and some of those develop into partnership. And it's really powerful. Yeah, it is. And, and that's one of the things that that's probably the thing I love most about about hosting a podcast is just the people that I get to meet. You know, like you and I get to sit down and chat for 45 minutes that, you know, right. we, we may not get to do that often, but because it's we're doing a podcast, we get to make it happen. And so I think it's something that that even e-commerce merchants should think about. Maybe a podcast is not right for you. We're going to talk about a few other vehicles, a few other channels to maybe consider. But but this idea, you know, you're in the publishing business. Uh, I'm in the agency business, but but we still find ways to make content work for us. And I think I think the same could be true for for an e-commerce merchant. Oh, I agree. And if I could just comment on that a little bit, yeah, please. Um, I, a lot of podcasters actually are e-commerce companies, and yeah. the reason why it works so well for them is because just think about your listening habits on a podcast. You subscribe, you get every week a new episode, you know, or however often you publish and you get to be with these people when they're in their car, when they're walking their dog, when they're on an airplane, when they're in strange places like the bath or the dishes in my case, you know, and, yeah. and that becomes really powerful because where else are you going to get the undivided attention while people are doing things they don't necessarily enjoy? And that's why radio was so popular back in the days. And this is really the new vehicle for radio. So if you start developing that audience on a topic that's related to your e-commerce product, you know, so for example, if you're making, um, you know, let's just say dumbbells and athletic equipment, you could start interviewing athletic professionals about how to have healthy nutrition and or whatever that your audience would be interested in. That's not necessarily, you know, um, not necessarily the product, but it's brought to you by the product. And you are the exclusive sponsor of the show. 
And then all of a sudden people start hearing every week this great content and many people that never even knew you had a product but love the content because people are evangelizing the content come to know you and know your product. And that's a really inexpensive way for you to grow your customer base. Yeah, it's just so powerful. And, I, and we're going to talk quite a bit about video on, on this uh, episode today, but I, I don't want to shortchange the the podcast medium. And I was even listening to a, a Gary V. It was actually Gary V's podcast. So there you go. Listen to his podcast on the drive home the other day. And, and he was talking about he's hot on voice and voice marketing, you know, from looking at Alexa, which we talk about uh, some on this show and then the power of of, you know, voice commerce and voice search with Google, but also just you know, we're busy. And and so to be able to listen to things while we're on the go, it's, it's a very powerful medium. And I actually had a guy, uh, a new client now, but he contacted me and on our first call, he's like, you know, Brett, I feel like, I feel like I know you. Like I've, <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast for so long. I feel like you're my friend. And uh, that is so powerful, right? Because think that, think about that. Like people buy from people they know, right. Yep. And they like, and that is such a huge difficult thing for anybody selling a product. So it makes it so easy when they know you to want to buy from you. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I want to get into some of the kind of the tips and the how to's and, and you talking about, you know, how you should go about it because, because you do this better than just about anybody. But I, I do want to hear before we get into that, uh, talk to us a little bit about the, the social media marketing talk show. So you got your podcast, you got the, you got the website with amazing content, you got the event. What's, what's the talk show about? So that's a live show that we also convert into a podcast. So the social media marketing talk show. Okay. So this is, think of this as a weekly news show for our industry. So in my industry, there's changes every week, almost every day in the world of social media marketing. So what we do is we bring together all the news and every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we go live for one hour on Facebook, Twitter, slash Periscope, YouTube. And um, we have people watch the show live. And then when the show is over with, we have it edited and produced as a podcast that comes out on Sunday night. And then we have people that listen to that live show in podcast form. But what's cool is it's just one medium, one take, if you will, and then it's it's multi-purposed. And it's been very powerful for us because we get a chance to have a very loyal community that interacts with us live. You know, we engage them. Um, they tend to be some of our most loyal fanatical followers. And um, there's just something fun and exciting to doing live because – People get to see you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's no editing when you're yeah, live. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, personally, I kind of like the pressure. I mean, it feels more like you're speaking from stage, you know? And then so, but I would think though, does, does that make it harder for some guests? Like, are, are people any well, we uh, more hesitant? Like today we had a guest coming on and he couldn't get his technology to work. But, <laughs> you know, we, uh, but we're always prepared for it. Eventually, if you've been doing it for, we've been doing it for over two years. So we're pretty, you know, mature at this in our, because Social live has only been around for two and a half years, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. So we've been at it nonstop for two years and we've kind of got systems and stuff in place, but, but yeah, it allows you to get really, really um, good on the fly. It almost makes you into a better communicator, better entertainer. Um, but yeah, we definitely have problems because with anything that's live stuff can go wrong. Yeah. I'm sure you've been on a stage before where the clicker wasn't working, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, kind of, things. You just have to roll with it, right? Yep. Yep. And it, it, it's definitely unnerving, especially the first time, but, but you kind of get to roll with it. But in your case, like, you know, half of the, the your, half of the, the participants, the other the person you're interviewing is often not live with you, right? They're, they're, they're remote, I would assume. Well, we have, uh, we have, okay, our live show, we have a myself and a co-host 
And then we have uh, expert guests that we bring on, much like television. So if you ever watch like CNN or Fox News, where they'll be like uh, sitting around a table talking, and then they'll bring in a guest remotely. That's exactly how we do our live show. So if we can't bring the guest in, we just keep talking. Does that make right. sense? Yep. So, yep. So it's not like an interview, like on a podcast instead. And we have guests and we bring them on one at a time. We can have up to four people on live at a time. And, um, and sometimes we can bring people in from the audience as well. Cool. Cool. So I love the example you gave a few minutes ago about, you know, a barbell company, you know, selling workout gear, workout equipment, you know, they, they can start interviewing athletes and, and, and weightlifters and people, you know, going through workout routines or, or health tips, nutrition tips, whatever. Um, what, what advice would you give, you know, in addition to that, to an e-commerce merchant, you know, should, should they start with live video? Should they consider a podcast? What, what might be some of the things they, they weigh in their mind as they decide, okay, what, what should I do? Yeah, I would start with live because here's some of the stuff you can do. You could do a ask me anything, which is always fun. So maybe you get like uh, yourself, if you're the key thought leader in the company, or you get like someone from that department who really knows like something about this, your product to just go ahead and answer questions, you know, or maybe you get a customer on and you actually interview that customer live and you take questions from the audience. Um, those are fun things you can do. You can also do, do behind the scenes stuff. So you can just go live and say, hey, we're here in the factory where it's made or we're here in the warehouse where it's getting shipped. And we just want to show you guys what goes into the making of the sausage, you know? Right. People love that kind of stuff. I've even seen people do like fun little contests where they'll put a bunch of, this was a restaurant, but you have to think creatively about how this could apply to e-commerce. Um a restaurant had, it was uh, National Chili Con Queso Day. So what they did was they had- It's a good day, man. That is a good day. <laughs> they had this cheese. And then they had all these things you would never put, you know, the, the, the cheese on. You know, like they had grapes and, and lettuce and just pizza, all this random stuff. And they said, okay, a live audience, you get to pick what we put it on and we'll taste it live. You know, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was cool. That's so, awesome. Uh, you can just, whatever you think you could do, and you could just go live for a minute or two, or you could go live for hours. Like um, you can, like I've done this before where I've just, I had this personal challenge where I was going to go live for 30 days in a row. And I would just put my camera on a, my phone on a selfie stick and walk around the building and just think of a topic that I would rant on, much like Gary Vee does, you know, where he yeah. has a little, and I would just say today, I'm going to talk about this and boom. And then when people would come on, I'd shout out to him and say, hello. Now with Facebook Live, you have the option with the click of a button to bring a guest on live to talk to you while you're live, which is really like like radio where you're bringing them in, except you see them. So you just think of all the creative applications, Brett. Yeah, and that's amazing. And then and then you can do what you've done where once you're done with that live video, now you can repurpose the audio like you guys do with the podcast or repurpose the video. Um, do you guys do anything with the with the video of, of your uh, show? Well, we, have, we have lots of different live things that we do in addition to the show. So when news breaks in our industry, we go live and talk about it. So we'll literally just go live and we'll just, hey, here's the news that broke. What do you guys think about it? And we'll just say what our first initial thoughts are and we'll talk about it for five or 10 minutes. Um, so we don't actually tend to do anything with that video because it's live. Uh, you know, with the, with the, with the live show, other than making it into a podcast, we just kind of let it live out there. Um, but in our case, we, we go live when news breaks on Facebook, then we do it again on Instagram and then we do it again on, on Periscope, which is Twitter. So we just kind of go where our audience is. Got it. Got it. Totally makes sense. Um, advantages. And I know you've talked about a few, but advantages of going live 
versus recorded and you know kind of when you would do one versus the other algorithm buster so mm. the, let me explain what that means anybody who has a facebook page understands that they're not getting the organic reach in the news feed that they used to get um but when you go live that video outperforms generally an uploaded video because facebook wants to currently you know kind of advocate people to go live and pages to go live so it's just there's more engagement on live video, Brett, because people tend to thumbs up a lot. They tend yep. to comment a lot. You can ask for it in the live video. You can say, hey, everybody, give me a thumbs up or whatever, you know, um, and it, it, all those engagement metrics are all part of what, you know, Facebook is looking at when they decide to show something in the algorithm. And then after the live video is over with, it turns into a regular video and then it can continue to carry on for quite some time. Yeah, which by the way, and I, I've already recommended this episode to a few people, but your recent episode of the social media marketing podcast where you interviewed a gentleman, forgot his name about, yeah, about the Facebook algorithm. Oh man, yes. that was golden. That was so yeah. good. It's just, it's, it's complicated. Cause it's like, you know, you got to try to reverse engineer it to figure out how it works. But, but yeah, it is, you know, that's the biggest advantage is the algorithm buster from a marketing perspective. But the other side of it is like, there's something really exciting. The audience, when they know they're live, and they know that you can answer their question live. It's it's a connection level with your audience that's unlike anything you would ever have with just an uploaded video. Because the, the, when they start seeing that you're interacting with the audience and shouting out their name and stuff, there's something that makes them want to keep watching. Facebook has said that the watch time is almost three times as long on live video. Interesting. Interesting. And, and I guess that makes sense. I mean, it's it's the closest thing to being in the room with somebody, you know, to being at a live event. It's just different. It's just more engaging. You feel like you're more of a part of it. Right. Um, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's really cool. And, you know, one thing I'll say about podcasts too, it's like, as we're looking at, okay, Hey, do I, do I do live video or recorded video? I love, I love the benefit there that live is, is, uh, uh kind of an algorithm buster. You also got to look at, take podcasts as an example. There's actually quite a bit of work that goes in to getting a podcast live. It's not like the easiest thing in the world to get, yeah, uh, you record it, then you got to edit it, then you got to upload it, you know, all that fun stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Putting all that together is kind of a, a, a pain. So that's the advantage to the live video. Literally you push a button, you talk. And when you're done, it, it's a real video. Yes. There's no editing. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge advantage. The, the barrier to entry is literally eliminated. That's a big deal. Yeah. So what advice would you give to somebody? So, so maybe there's, there's a merchant saying, okay, I, I get it. I think live video would be the way to go, but I don't feel like I'm great in front of the camera or I don't know exactly what I'm going to do or what if I stumble, like any, any advice that you'd give to somebody that's, that's kind of in those shoes? Uh, like I've had everything happen. I've had a fly fly into my mouth while I was <laughs> lying. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, and spit it out. I've, I've tripped. I mean, look, it's okay when, when it's live, people know it's not going to be perfect. And, and that's actually what should be an advantage. Kind of why they're watching, right? I mean, not, not why they're yeah. watching, but they, but they, they like that. To yeah. Everyone who's listening right now to just try it. Just literally try it. First, start on your personal profile and you could just choose to say only me. You know, that way you can just experience how it works. No one else will see it and, and say, okay, I think I have the hang of this. Then go to your personal profile and just, you know, let it be to all your friends. Uh, depending on how many friends you have, you might not have anybody show up and that's okay. But at least you did it, you know, and then go over to your page and do it. You know, and when you go, when you go to your page to do it, you're going to want to use the pages app Facebook pages app, um, because that's how you're going to go live on your page. And you could just say, Hey everybody, um, I'm trying this out. Don't really know what I'm doing. I appreciate the fact that you guys are here. 
But um, here's what I'm going to talk about today. And even if nobody's there, just keep talking as if they are because they'll immediately turn into a video when it's all said and done. That's one of the biggest mistakes is people freak out because no one's there yet. But that's okay. They will be there. And eventually they will watch the playback. Yep. And you will have more people watch the playback than where they're live because you might be going live at a time when they just don't happen to be on Facebook. Right. Right. Yeah, that's such good advice. And I really like the the challenge you laid out for yourself of you want to go, did you say you wanted to go live every day for 30 days? Is that what you did? Yeah, I, I made it to 25 and then I just ran out of content, but I still <laughs> think it was a win because I did everything totally. for 25 days. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And so I think maybe laying down that challenge of, okay, if you're going to do it, you know, do it once a week, you know, for, for a couple months, like just commit yeah. to it and do it. And I think you know, you kind of get in the groove and, and actually potentially start to uh, enjoy it. So I got to tell you, uh, I was at Social Media Marketing World last year and there's, there's this gal next to me who was freaking out about it. I said, pull out your phone right now, open up Facebook. And I said, we're going to do this together. Push this button Sweet. now and I'll do it with you. And, and after we, she just did it for two minutes and she was high-fiving me, jumping around. She felt, <laughs> I thought that was going to be so hard. That was so easy. <laughs> yes, yes. So easy. You know, you'll get better with it over time. You don't need a microphone. You just need your phone. Yep. Yep. And, and just taking the pressure off of, hey, it does, it's not supposed to look like a finished edited video. It's not supposed to look, you know, like if you got a lighting crew and a production crew, it's just supposed to right. look like you. Just supposed to be real and raw. Exactly. So um, what are some of the, so you mentioned uh, the one mistake there that, that people make. What are some other mistakes you see people making? And I, you get to consume a lot of content and you create yeah. content. So you got a really unique perspective. What are okay, some mistakes so, you see people making with, with live shows? Yeah. Yeah. So um, with shows or with live video in general? Either either way. Yeah. However you want to go. Okay. So um, holding the camera steady. I know this sounds a little crazy, but um, if you, you know, aren't used to holding your arm out and you shake a lot, you know, it's going to look horrible. So right. what I might suggest is to get a selfie stick or to get a little tripod. Um, you can, you can take the normal tripod you probably have in your house for your regular camera and you can buy a little attachment that goes on the top of it that, that'll hold your cell phone. And then you can just kind of sit in a chair and look at the camera because the steadiness of it is going to help a lot. Um, another thing you can do is you can actually, um, have someone else on the other side of the camera when you're just getting started and they can be reading the comments to you. And that way you won't get freaked out by looking at yourself and all the stuff happening on the screen. Um, but I think eventually once you've done it once or twice, you want to get your audio figured out. And, um, there's a really good microphone that you can get for a smartphone and it's called a Rode Smart Lab, R-O-D-E. And I I'm pretty sure it's called Smart Lab. It's like 60 bucks. And this just allows you to really get your, yes, Rode Smart Lab. It allows you to really get your audio, um, good because the thing that, matters more than anything is the audio. Um, and people will be more forgiving about horrible video, but if the audio is really hard to hear, then that's going to be a problem. So the first piece of equipment you want to buy is this just, you know, little road smart lab and it's really cool and tiny and you just keep it in your pocket and then literally you just attach it. When I, when I go, I have my smartphone with me all the time and I usually have my smart lab with me and I have a little selfie stick that kind of compacts in. The benefit to a selfie stick is you can kind of lean it up against your hip and then you can just pivot it a little bit, but nice. it stays yeah. kind of level. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, that just kind of 
eventually allows your video to be a little easier to watch because eventually your arm is going to get tired, you know, when you're holding it out there for a while. And and then you're going to be like, what am I going to do? I can't keep holding my arm out here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally get it. And so do you then recommend that someone take that live video once it's converted into a video and then run ads to it? Like, do you guys do that frequently or do you just kind of let it live organically? We don't, but you totally can. I know, like, for example, my friend Shalene Johnson, who is in the fitness world, um, she, what she'll do is she will um, she will take the live, she, she'll study and then she'll go talk about it on live for like an hour. And then her team will download the video and slice and dice it, make a podcast out of it, make a, a, a blog post out of it, make infographics out of the words that she says. Um, if necessary, run ad revenue behind it because, you know, once it's done, it becomes a regular video. Wow. That, that's and just amazing. Like in the video, you know, you can, you can put money behind it. You can boost it, you know, if you want to a particular audience. So we generally do not do that with our show, but we do do that when we go live about a promotion. Like for example, this morning we had a promotion, um, about our conference and, uh, we were pitching a special kind of ticket that was having a sale that ended. And, um, our team, once they were done with the live, uh, boosted that so people could watch that live video because, because we were directly selling from that video. Got it. Hey, Brett Curry here. A quick note from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get right back to the episode. So our primary underwriter is OMG Commerce, the company that I'm the co-founder and CEO of. And as many of you know, we are a Google premier partner. And in 2016, we were one of the fastest growing premier partners in the entire world. Very proud of that. And so we build full funnel campaigns for e-commerce companies. So search, shopping, video, display campaigns, we build those out. It is now time to get ready for the holidays. And so I've got two free offers for you, a resource and then an offer. And let me talk about the the resource first. So we just recorded a webinar with our two Google reps. So our two reps flew into our headquarters here in Springfield, Missouri. We recorded a webinar, the ultimate guide to holiday prep. We talk about campaign structure. We talk about smart bidding. We talk about budgets. We talk about feed readiness and a host of other things, some new stuff coming from Google. It's a fantastic webinar. If you'll go to omgcommerce.com forward slash learn, you'll see a link to download that webinar. I suggest you check it out, share it with your team completely free of charge. The other thing is we would love to schedule a strategy session with you. So if you feel like your campaigns are not quite ready for the holidays, we'd love to schedule a strategy session, look at how your full funnel approach is looking right now, provide suggestions, provide feedback, and potential ways we could help. So if you'd like to schedule that strategy session, go to omgcommerce.com, click on Get Started, and there'll be a form there to schedule a strategy session. Love to connect with you. And with that, back to the episode. Why, why do you think you guys have been so successful with your content? So whether that's the, the live show or the podcast, like what, 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 what has been the driving force behind that, that success? What are some, some keys to success there? We try to produce a higher quality, whatever we do than anybody else does. And, you know, the same thing is, is true in e-commerce. If you make your product to be the highest quality product in the marketplace, then, you know, it's going to attract a certain kind of an audience. And we strive to do the same thing with not just our product, which is a conference, but with our content. Um, part of the reason we are quality is because we do a study every year of our audience to ask them, what do they most want to learn about? And then we actually create content on those very topics. So for example, we know that one of the hot topics is um, bots and messenger. 
So we've been doing, we've been covering a lot of the news in that space, knowing from our research that our audience wants to learn about that stuff. I've been getting experts on my podcast to talk about that. So we kind of use the data from our audience to decide the, if you will, the editorial direction that we take a lot of the content. And when you couple that with high quality, which means lots of valuable take-homes, you know, actionable things people can do immediately after consuming it, that that tends to generate a really loyal following. Got it. Got it. Totally makes sense. Talk a little bit about, so we've, talk, we've talked live, we talked podcast just a little bit. Talk about recorded video. And, and if you would, kind of break down this, this little series you're working on now called The Journey, which has just been fascinating for me to watch. I know it's getting a, a ton of viewership on, a lot of viewership on Facebook and on, on YouTube, but, but talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's journey.show if anybody wants to check out the domain. Isn't that a cool domain? That is a really cool domain. Yeah, I like it. So, you know, you're a fan of Gary Vee. You know how he does a lot of his like daily V stuff, right? Where he has D-Rock, his cameraman with him recording stuff, right? So, So this is documentary work, right? Where the idea is that you have someone capturing the stuff that you normally do. And then you edit down to the stuff that's most interesting to the audience. So what we're doing with the journey is it's an ongoing episodic documentary where with Gary, you're mostly just seeing the random stuff that happens in his life and in his job. In my case, it's like a storyline that's happening every week. And as you watch it, the story continues. And um, sometimes that happens with other shows, but not a lot. You have to be super intentional to create a show where you could just literally sit down and binge watch it, which is what we're trying to create. So um, it's just been a blast, man. People love it. And really, it's just a behind the scenes on how we do what we do. But it's called The Journey because I'm on an impossible journey to accomplish a huge mission that seems difficult. And as a result, um, I think a lot of people can put themselves in my position because I'm struggling trying to figure out how to achieve the goals and trying new marketing things and making mistakes. And all that is making its way into the show every week. It's kind of like The Profit or a little bit like Shark Tank, you know, where where you're kind of watching it and learning, but also being entertained along the way, because I'm kind of quirky character. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so fun to watch it. And here's, this is my perspective. You know, you, you, I kind of, you kind of didn't know what to expect going into it. Like, was this all going to be all, oh, everything is great at Social Media Examiner. Look how fun this is. And look how good we are at this thing. And, you know, it's it's pretty raw. So you're saying, okay, hey, here's our impossible goal. We want to get 5,000 people to the event and want to get to 10,000, you know, within a couple of years. And guess what, guys? We're at 1,600 right now. So right. I, I think even the first episode, you're like, I'm freaking out a little bit. Like, I'm freaking out. How are we going to get there? And it, it's just, it's just real, man. And, and it's, it allows someone to see behind the scenes and you, and you feel like, because you are, like you're in the room with you and your marketing team. Like, how do we solve this problem? How do we get there? Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, I told my team ahead of time that where there's going to be drama and we need to be okay showing the drama. Yep. And, um, you know, I think it's just like any good story where there's like a, a reluctant hero and an impossible mission and they're facing lots of problems and we show those problems and then we show how we try to solve those problems, you know, and we may not succeed. You know, but what's cool is the audience is rooting for us now. They want us to succeed. Totally and, rooting for and you. It's yeah. not helping, you know? Yeah. yeah, which is a great added benefit. It's like, you know, the, the audience is, they're along for the journey too. And so they want to see how can we help Michael and team get there, which, yeah. which is pretty phenomenal. So. And by the way, for remarketing, we're going to remarket to the people that watch the show and tell them, hey, 
become part of the 5,000. Join us on the journey. And I think eventually a lot of people will be like, okay, I'm going to do it, man. And I've had a lot of people tell me, I just love seeing that you're just like us. You know what I mean? It, it, it engenders like a new level of loyalty almost that I don't think I could even do with the live show or with the podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. It just allows that, that behind the scenes look is, is just so powerful and, and they do, they feel like they're, they're in this with you. They're, they're invested. They're part of the team. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely that, that journey they're on with you. So, um, very cool. So check that out. We're also, we're using that in some of the marketing we're helping you with as well, like making sure people are seeing it and, and, you know, targeting those that have seen it and things like that, which I think is, is going to be super effective uh, as well. So um, what I'd love to transition to here for the next few minutes, uh, I love looking at content and you guys are amazing at it, but I love your perspective too. You, you get to interview all kinds of social media experts. You, you know, survey this wide audience about what they care about in social media. And so we'd just be curious, like what are, what are some of your, you know, social media predictions uh, or some of the predictions that have been made on your show, some interesting things people are talking about, like where, where is social media headed? I know that's a massive question, but, but in any specific yeah. predictions or insights you want to highlight? Okay. Well, first of all, there's an obvious trend towards video, which you probably um, can begin to tell. Facebook came out with Facebook watch, which is kind of their Facebook television platform. You know, you've got, um, you've got all these different companies that are getting into the original content game. Apple, you know, has said they'll invest a billion dollars in original episodic content. Snapchat has their own shows. Um, LinkedIn CEO um, just said that they're thinking about investing in original content. So the idea of actually video shows is becoming a really important thing um, and a trend that the social networks are making major investments in. Now, if they are making these major investments, what does that tell you? It tells you that they find a lot of marketing value in having an audience that is watching programming on their platform. So from a marketers, if you reverse engineer that, we need to start thinking about creating programming for our audience. Now you're beginning to understand why I've launched the journey, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that's just trying to starting to connect in your head. But the idea that a business could create a show that is actually underwritten by the business, but watched by a lot of people is actually the world that we're heading towards. And um, big prediction is that Facebook will launch or purchase their own cable syndicated television network. As many people know, Walt Disney owns ABC and potentially um, Fox um, television. Um, I think I would not be surprised if you know, uh, Facebook either purchases or starts their own. And remember MSNBC back in the olden days, the MS stands for Microsoft. A lot of people have forgotten that, you know, yep. so I think we're going to begin to see, you know, the big players in the world, like the Amazons, the Apples and the Facebooks trying to get into the living room and get into that really long form content platform. So this, this is not just important if you want to create content, but also will open up opportunities for us to be in front as advertisers, right? So eventually we'll be able to get really niche focused with online shows that we can target advertising towards. Because imagine a day, there already is on YouTube, every conceivable channel you can imagine, but just imagine this rush that's going on and these really high quality shows that are only going to be available through the social networks and how you can advertise on top of those. Super interesting. And, and I'm, I'm really excited to see how this kind of plays out. And, and obviously the way we're consuming media and consuming video, and especially millennials, how they're consuming video 
it, it is largely on, you know, the, the mobile device, but this blending, you know, where you're also maybe then consuming Facebook on a smart TV or, or watching YouTube on a smart TV. I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated. You know, I don't know if I ever told you, but my, I, I got started in kind of radio and TV back in the early t- 2000s. And so I've always kind of had a soft spot for video. I love it. Um, but it's super interesting to me how much, how much the TV industry, cable TV, broadcast TV, it's all being disrupted and it's really just the beginning. Uh, it's going to be super interesting okay. to watch. There's a prediction that's on the short form side of video that I want to mention briefly. Yeah, please. Stories. So if it, it, are, do you, are you on Instagram? I am. I'm not very active, but I do. Yeah, okay. I, I'm on there occasionally. Okay, Facebook just announced 300 of the 500 million users on Instagram watch Instagram stories, which is 15 second Whoa. short videos. So Snapchat is all about stories, right? Mm-hmm. Facebook stories are coming to pages literally in a matter of days or weeks, okay? So stories are 10 or 15 second short form snaps in vertical, okay? So that means you just hold your camera in your hand and you hit record for like 15 to 20 seconds and that's it. Now, this is the probably, if you will, the on-ramp to video for almost anyone because anybody can look at a camera for 15 seconds and say something, you know. And when you sew these things together, they become like a storyline, if you will. So we're moving towards this vertical short-form story format. We're already there, um, but it's becoming you know, pretty much universal across platforms. You're going to begin seeing it everywhere. And I think that's just a really easy way for people to create, you know, frictionless video. Really interesting. How, how would you, how, how do you foresee like an e-commerce merchant utilizing stories? How, how could you okay. see that play Here's, out potentially? That's how you do it. Um, with Instagram, if you have 10,000 followers and you have a business account, it might even be, I've gone down to 5,000. Um, you can swipe up. And you can actually have a link. So for example, this is what a lot of people are doing on Instagram. They're having a special flash sale, for example, and they'll show off a product and stories only last for 24 hours and then they disappear. And they'll say, we're going to have this special sale They'll show the product and you have to swipe up. When you swipe up, it links you off of Instagram. It's the only way to get off of Instagram without having an ad and you can sell you can also go live on Instagram for an unlimited amount of time that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe it's more than an hour and then it turns into a video. So you can go live on Instagram, vertical video, and then it goes into the story platform. And again, I'm pretty sure you can have the swipe up on the live. I'm not hundred percent certain on that, but this is where you can start getting really creative. And I would imagine, especially if you're selling physical products, you know, Instagram is a really big deal for people that are depending on their industry. If they're in, you know, any kind of, home fashion or any of that kind of stuff. It's a big, big deal for a lot of people. Yeah, we're certainly seeing, you know, a lot of our clients are doing more on Instagram and, and Facebook. We're primarily a Google agency. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we're we seeing the analytics numbers. We're seeing the results. You know, people are shopping a lot from Instagram and from Facebook, which, which is pretty cool. Um, good. Any any other predictions from, from recent guests on yes. the, the podcast? There's a couple things that I think people are going to care about that don't come from the guests, but do come from my live show. The cameras on Facebook, Pinterest, Amazon, they're all getting smarter and they're all able... They're getting to the point where we're going to be able to open a camera in one of these apps and point it at an object and it will be able to identify the object. Right. And then you can purchase the object. Amazon already does this 
Uh, recently, they just rolled out an update to their Amazon camera on the Amazon app where you can just point it to an object. It doesn't need to have a code on it or anything. It'll just recognize the object. And then it will allow you to see all the products that are inside the Amazon database. Um, Pinterest does something very similar. But I think we're getting towards an era where, um, especially with a lot of these smart, smarter social platforms where you'll be able to look at something and you'll be able to to try something on, for example. Um, just recently, Amazon last week rolled out certain objects in the Amazon database. You can look in, you can hold your camera up and you can pop a vase on top of a desk and it's an augmented reality vase that you can spin and you and it knows when it's on the desk and you can move around it and see how it looks before you buy it. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. You know, there's been a decent amount of talk with, you know, of, of virtual reality, augmented reality. I really think augmented reality, kind of the blending of, you know, the, the physical world. And yeah, yeah. it's huge yeah, to see furniture in a room or to see what it would be like to be in this space or to see clothes on yourself, whatever. I, I, I see lots and lots of, of applications for that. And and also with the the uh, uh, Echo Show, you know, where you've got the, the right. screen there and you can just tell Alexa, hey, buy this and hold up something. And I think that's that's going to be super uh, interesting to watch as well. And so then that, you know, that changes things in, in my world where, you know, now how do you optimize to be recommended by Alexa, right? To be one of the Amazon choice or, or whatever, to be on, you know, for Google Home to be recommended there rather than just, you know, bidding to be top spot for a, a search ad or for a, a product yeah. ad on Amazon. Or Don't whatever. underwrite so. Apple either. You know, the new iPhone X, you know, has got a uh, special camera that can recognize your face and allow you to use your face to unlock things. But that's just the beginning of what it's going to be capable of doing. Because I think it's got two cameras that are stereoscopic, it's going to be able to recognize things in a 3D space. And I'm sure it's just a matter of when, not if, they're going to be able to do the same thing with the Apple phone that you can do with some of these you know, Amazon apps where you're going to be able to look at objects in space and then decide if you want to purchase them or not. I'm confident that they're just showing off the beginning of it with the face, but eventually it's going to be any kind of object. Yep. Yep. Super interesting. So cool. So any other, any other predictions? And then I also want to talk about the big event coming up that I'm super excited about. So I predict that we're getting to a point where Facebook organic traffic may approach zero in the next mm. 12 months. Yep. Yep. So recently Facebook did an experiment in just a couple of countries where they moved all the Facebook posts over to the explore tab, which most people don't even know where it exists. And these countries, in these countries, these pages saw like immediate 80% drop in reach and exposure and all the metrics they care about. So this is inevitable that the reach is going to keep going down and therefore it's essential that people begin to understand on the social side of things, in particular on Facebook, how to do Facebook advertising, because you know, the research shows that there's only like 10 million business pages that actually do advertising out of the however many hundreds of millions of pages that are out there. So you've got to master Facebook advertising. It will be the only way to get exposure on Facebook and all the other social platforms follow the lead of Facebook. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get towards a day where, you know, any business account on any social platform will never get exposure unless they pay for it. So we better start understanding the paid acquisition side of it. Completely agree. And, you know, this I'll do another plug for the your your episode about the Facebook algorithm. But but not only do we need to understand that we're going to have to pay to play, it's not just that, but then you have to do it the right way. Because if you're if you're paying and then no one's engaging or no one likes your ads or no one 
is is consuming them, then you're going to have an uphill battle. And it's you've got a good business model, my friend. <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to need to hire people like you to get this stuff figured right. out. That's right, absolutely. So awesome. Well, this has been phenomenal, man. This time has completely flown by. There's one more topic I want to talk about. And so I want to look at at social media marketing world. Uh, now, not only will someone get to hang out with me there uh, and hang out with you, which would be awesome, but uh, give give us the pitch. Why? Why is? Uh, what, what can we expect at social media marketing world, and and what is it? So all these high profile people that I bring on my show speak at my conference, and they really are the creme de la creme. So if you want to learn how to specialize in Facebook advertising, for example, or YouTube advertising, all these people are there. Um, and the networking is completely off the hook. So, um, the simple thing you need to know about social media marketing world is that we have tickets starting at as little as $297 all the way up. And we just have all sorts of variant options. Um, we also have the option for people who cannot travel to San Diego to get virtual recordings of all of the sessions. But I, I think the, the reason why I go to conferences and probably why you go to conferences, Brett, is really because when people come to a conference, especially a conference as big as mine, where we're hoping to have 5,000 people, we had 3,100 there last year, there's a lot of really talented people and you get a chance to connect with these people. And a lot of people come to these events looking for content, but they walk away with mastermind partners or they walk away with business partnership ideas or they walk away with you know prospects. It's really just a amazing way for people to come together and connect. And we do it like nobody else. We have a networking embassy where you can walk up and say, Hey, I'm looking for people that are just like me. And they'll search through the database and try to organize meetups. We have, we have well over a hundred tables set up in a big space with labels on them. Like, you know, um, Facebook advertising or, um, uh, you know, educational institutions and you can just sit there and you can network with people that are, that have that interest, you know, and build those connections. And we just kind of do stuff that you'll never ever experience at any other event, which is part of the reason why we've got such a fanatical following. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I want to just plug events in general. You know, if I look back at, at our business, the best partnerships that we've developed, some of the, the best breakthroughs in our business came from live events uh, because of the people we met, uh, because of the people we were able to rub shoulders with, some amazing partnerships. I got to, I got to meet some real leaders in our space just by going to events and by hanging out, by talking. And 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 you'll find I think a lot of the people that maybe don't feel very accessible are, and you can connect with them at at this event. So I'm a big believer. Yeah, content too. You know, the, the when content, I started, yes, yes. When I started my conference, I mean my my company, I went to two different events, and I took a guy with me and we videotaped the experts on location. And, and some of these people I ended up when I eventually started a podcasting, I invited them on my podcast. So when you go to a conference where you know the people are there that you want to meet, it's like, it could be a content engine for you. I would imagine you find a lot of your guests at events, right? Totally do. Yep. That's, you know, I was in LA recently, content commerce, and I've interviewed like my last five guests, I think have been from that, that event. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been phenomenal. So, so yeah, if you can't attend live, which I strongly urge you, uh, encourage you attend live, it's worth it. If not, then, then get the content because the content is, is worth it on its own as well. Do the virtual ticket if, if you can't be there live. 
So um, cool, Michael, this has been phenomenal. How can people find out more about the event and then how can they connect with you and connect with Social Media Examiner? Socialmediaexaminer.com will get you to all of our shows. It'll get you to the event stuff. It'll get you to our free content. Uh, and you can tweet me at Mike underscore Stelzner, S-T-E-L-Z-N-E-R. Awesome. So, Mike, this has been fantastic. Look forward to doing it again soon. And, uh, you know, this world is moving so quickly. We could do another prediction show like in three months and <laughs> there'll be a bunch of new stuff to talk about. So thanks for coming on. Hey, man, it's my, it's my pleasure to uh, spend this time with you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. And as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, really appreciate it. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. What topics would you like us to dive into on the e-commerce evolution podcast? Uh, go connect with Mike. And as always, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our Pmax checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.